Welcome to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon, episode 58. I am your host, Michael Deebs. Uh, oh, sorry, it is September 18th, 2021. Uh, this would normally be uh, recorded on the 17th, but something came up. Uh, I am your host, Michael Deebs. Joining me, as always, uh, the affable Danko Suvin from the Instagram handle, at Dankdeloz. Aloha. As they say. As they say. Uh, also joining me as always, uh, John the producer from the Instagram handle uh, at Discopathic. Discopathic. If I can use my words today, that'd be great. Um, gentlemen, how are you doing today? John, go ahead and go first. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I mean, I, I could be better. Uh, okay, well. Uh, these I keep getting uh, rescheduled uh, all the time. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. You know, have things like planned for Friday evening, and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, now I have to mm-hmm. wake up early. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, mm-hmm. four thirty p.m. Yeah, <laughs> it's very early. Right. Yeah, well, I just wanted to make sure the listener knows what uh, you consider early. Uh, I should Dan- be in a coma right now. <laughs> Danko, how are you doing? In the words of uh, everyone's favorite. Uh, Seven uh, Eleven attendant. I wasn't even supposed to come into work today. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, multiple complaints for something <laughs> something I could not change, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, which is that doesn't my... management always say that though? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, I, I can I can assure you that management wasn't shoveling actual human shit at five thirty a.m. this morning. So it it could f- depend. Yeah. It could depend. Could could depends. Yeah. Could. It's a diaper joke. Yeah. All right. It's a joke about diapers. Um cool. <laughs> I How are going... you, Mike? I yeah. oh I yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. the reason that, that we had to reschedule is I got called into work last night. Um to contain the human shit problem. And then this morning I had to wake up very early to fix the human shit problem. So, yeah, well, you know what? I had a lot of difficulty sleeping last night because I was going to relax. Right. Mm. I was going to like, I was going to chill. I was like, okay, we're not doing the pod. But the anxiety of having to do it the next day was so immense (laughs) because I asked so much of you. (laughs) No, I, but what I did is I, I, I ended up laying down, took a little edible. It's great. It was very good. I was okay. listening to some music with my headphones. Mm-hmm. Everything was perfect. And after a couple hours, I'm just like, all right, it's time for bed. This has been a really good night. I got the hiccups. Oh. And usually, I mean, the hiccups, unless you're Bolsonaro, aren't yeah. that big of a deal. Normally, they but, wash right out. Right. And I was like, all right. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna sleep. It's fine. It's a hiccup. But every time I started to fall asleep, it was like falling asleep in class when you like jerk your head up in the middle of it. 
every time I started to pass out, a hiccup would come mm. and wake me up. And that happened for hours. I've never been so tormented by a hiccup in my life. That's that's horrible, man. Yeah. So I had the hiccups. Okay. You may have been dealing with human <laughs> shit, but I was high with the hiccups. <laughs> okay. yeah. All right. Well, I guess I guess we all have our crosses to bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get on to the uh, the first link. Um, Should we have links today? We have we have many links. We have a whole plethora of links. In fact, a plethora. Um, so oh, this, is, this is great. This is our friend Nance. I forget. I forget what. Uh, I forget what. Uh, what podcast I was listening to the other day, but somebody somebody was talking, and then they said, "And you know, Nancy just won't." And then like, "Oh, I shouldn't say Nancy, Speaker Pelosi." And I'm like, "Dude, just no disrespect her, please. Always, yeah. always disrespect What's her. Like, always yeah. disrespect." It's not like anyone stopping anyone from calling you Obama, like mm-hmm. or not you, but right no people call me obama all the time it's well that's that is true that is true it's because of my diction and my uh my being president of the united states yeah which is why they don't call you president obama they just call you obama right (laughs) yeah uh Uh, let's go ahead and watch this clip because this is great this is uh nancy pelosi uh relating what happened on january 6th to 9-11 and and let's not overplay what happened on 9-11 also but uh-huh. i think there's a magnitude of difference between like three thousand people dying and yeah. and like a couple of people storming a building and one got shot in but, the face because they were really dumb right <laughs> can, can can i just point out one thing because we already see it on the screen yes it's u.s capital attack like 9-11 but an assault from within right they're both inside jobs I, of course <laughs> so i mean kind of distinction without a difference right but you're, you're touching on a note that's interesting to me um um with the, without us even getting into the clip is that she says it's it's insult from within it's like 9-11 but from within uh essentially foreignizing uh our own uh citizens and i'm a i'm a no borders should exist kind of person but um isn't that like a weird thing to say? Like, like we basically she's, you know, whatever you want to say about January 6th. Um, I think it's different in scope, different in magnitude, different in intent. Um, and I don't know. Uh, it, it, it seems to be laying some groundwork because they're doing the commission and it's being done in the nine 11 commission style. Uh, it seems to be laying the groundwork for making enemies out of, uh, citizens yeah so let's uh, let's go ahead and uh play this it it was a horrible 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 day for our democracy there's no question about that strength of our democracy is how we would deal with it but as i close i just go back to where we were last week and many of us gathered in new york for the 9-11 now that was an assault from outside What happened on January 6th, an assault from within, horrible in both cases. It was an insurrection incited by the President of the United States. No one could have ever expected that or been prepared for something like that. But it had its roots in some kind of white supremacy, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia. Uh, That's how the FBI director describes 
some of what is out there when he has said the U.S. Has more, is, is more at risk from domestic terrorism than from global terrorism. That's Imagine true. That. Yeah. And let me just say in that regard, this president, that president, he did not create those problems I mentioned, but he galvanized them. Hmm. And this is what you have to be aware of every place. He galvanized them and the social media implement enabled that to happen. Two million QAnon finding like-minded thinking people. So we have to look at how social media, a blessing, but a double-edged sword. Well, I would say to my Republican sure. friends, and I do have some. It, it sure would suck if we had a president that was able to galvanize anything, or like a speaker <laughs> that was able to galvanize anything. Or... <laughs> and social media and the ability to communicate is uh, uh, great, but, you know, it's dangerous for people to to to, to talk to each other. I mean, social media is like extremely no. toxic and fucked oh, up. Of course, yeah. Well, no. yeah, for sure. Yeah. But but uh, but I mean, like uh, they're they're going to they're going to justify uh, uh, putting uh, controls and uh, monitor, sure. monitoring people's uh, communications warrantless. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually Which looking forward do, to the. Uh, I'm looking forward to the domestic drone strikes. Um, <laughs> Personally, actually, uh, when are, when are like? Do you think it's going to like? Uh, you think that the uh, the cops are going to start a uh, like uh, having flashbang fucking missiles or the little helicopters uh, dropping flashbangs on people? Oh yeah, with that probably. Doubt, man, you, yeah. Got all, you got all this military gear coming back, and every time you get military gear coming back from a war zone, it ends up in the hands of the police. Um, yeah. And now we've you know implemented and designed this whole drone strike program um and you've got all these drones coming back from afghanistan a, a, a fair amount are going to remain over in that region to some degree um without a doubt but yeah i mean i i, I think it's not without uh yeah without a doubt it's it yeah, we're we're gonna see drones flying then, around. It, that's that's then, gonna be the new hell we live well, in. We already have drones, like in East County somewhere. Is El Cajon or or oh, yeah, yeah, what? No, in in we, Southern we California, there's drones, but we're gonna see drones them, flying around. Yeah, it's, but but it's it, it also you know it's not like this would be the first time that uh, cops have dropped bombs on a neighborhood. No. I mean, had that like in move. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, all of this is it's just stuff that's just gonna get worse. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, hell yeah. Very cool. <laughs> so the, the the next link, uh, because she this is this is like her new her new line, I guess. I, I don't uh if you want to go into 911. No, no, no. Go ahead and go to the next link, John. Next link. Um, oh well this is a weird link. Yeah. It must have changed uh since since the other night. Anyways, uh, Nancy Pelosi, once again, uh, telling people that the Republican Party needs to be saved and uh, not to let it be hijacked. Uh, this is different than the clip that we played uh, last uh, last episode. Um, in fact, since our last episode, she's like publicly said this like three separate times, two or three separate times. Um, hmm. So Nancy Pelosi seems to be running on a platform of uh, Republicans good bring back your party uh, 
as we're starting to lead into like the midterms and stuff like that and the democratic party has done nothing substantive uh to uh you know what their what their party majority or their uh senate majority um house majority having the executive branch uh etc cetera, etc cetera. um so it's just interesting to see the continuation of um and again i'm not a democratic party person and i don't think the democratic party has our best interests in mind but you know they ran on if you elect us we're gonna get you know x and z and y done uh and here they are um the speaker uh the leader of the democratic party essentially um running around talking about how republicans need to come back <laughs> well they're they're edging they're doing something they're doing a lot of edging uh yeah i mean we'll uh mm -hmm. go ahead and click the next link since that one's dead uh so there there was a uh there was a bill to reduce uh drug pricing in uh in america um make it cheaper for people to get the medications they need and you'll never guess what party uh what group of people and what party uh killed that bill it was the democrats. oh was it, it the was, democrats it was the democrats mm. it was it was oh. centrist democrats um if you want to zoom in a little bit it's zoomed out pretty far uh but yeah centrist democrats scramble the house drug pricing effort um moderate the moderates stand could complicate democrats push to reform a slew of federal health programs as part of their 3.5 trillion dollar bill um this was kind of linked in with the uh, infrastructure bill and you know you would think hey everybody wants the infrastructure bill to pass so of course and then and then the other thing is there is literally no american that wants to pay more for their medication like this is something that that you know they talk about bipartisanship all the time there is nobody that wants to pay more for their fucking medicine um at all that like maybe there's a couple of like screw loose in their brain folks out there who you know yeah i like it when uh i i pay five hundred dollars for my insulin or whatever but i don't think that that really exists uh so uh this i'm is... pretty sure that this is popular on with constituents on both sides of the mm -hmm. political spectrum no, no, that's that's what i'm yeah. saying this yeah. this is as far as much as something can be bipartisan Republican and Democrat voters both uh, unanimously agree on reducing the price of drugs in America. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it. So ahead. much of it boils down, though, just to the fact that I mean, I mean, of course, there's a lot of this situation where oh man, they're in the pocket of these pharmaceutical companies and whatever. But more of it has to do with the fact that when you have something like pharmaceutical manufacturers in your state or anything like that, whatever you're going to get the most kind of revenue off of just for the state and also when it comes to producing jobs, people are going to vote just for like the Democrats that are, you know, running the this state so long as like the company that they're working for is doing well, which is dreadful but ultimately that ends up being the case where people end up voting with their wallets not in the sense that like where where they're spending money but they end up you know they they judge most of what's happening on 
you know, whether or not the economy is doing well, whether or not they have a job. And so, uh, I mean, that's, that's the shitty part about this is that that's probably their reasoning here is that we have some manufacturers here in our state. We want to make sure that we keep their profits up as high as possible. That also, you know, immediately ends up correlating to how the stock market's doing. Um, yeah, it, uh, it's not it's not about whether or not the voters want it. It's whether or not the voters are going to vote against their own self-interest later just because the fact that some company that means more than they do is doing better. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, no, it's 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 all about you know the profit motive obviously and you know how financialized uh everything including healthcare is um and then you know it, it also doesn't help that uh i think it's mansion uh mansion's daughter has mm-hmm. like really close no. uh, pharmaceutical ties <laughs> yeah um, so yeah. you know hey what are you gonna do right um so yeah we've, we've got a you know a couple of democrats here who uh basically are trying to kill the uh the drug pricing uh named after really pretentious places even if it's not spelled right man mansion and cinema oh i mean that's a sign (laughs) it's a sign um this is actually this is actually in the uh the house uh it's uh scott peters who's from california kathleen rice uh from new york Kurt Schrader uh, from Oregon, uh, but they they joined uh, Republicans on this one, so that's that's great, you know. And again, not a Democrat stand, but you know the the entire mantra of the 2020 election was vote blue no matter who because we'll get it done and uh, it'll be good and all the bad things that are happening to you in your personal life are, are going to stop happening to you clearly not the case let's go ahead and go to the next link this is going to be the dry portion and we'll get into fun stuff later um so yeah there's uh there's still a border crisis that didn't go away hydra that's cool (laughs) it really is actually uh where where they close down one camp and they you know scuttle all the people in it and then it just pops up in a different place um, I believe Texas actually declared a state of emergency earlier today. I, I don't know. I haven't been able to look at the news because um, I was. Uh, what, what's the word they decompressing from uh, picking up shit all day? Um, but yeah, no, I think I think there was a state of emergency declared because there's like 10, 21 000. hours ago. Oh, 21 yep. hours. Oh, OK, there we go. Um, yeah, so uh, thousands of people, uh, tens of thousands, I believe, uh, at the, the Texas and Mexican border, um, many of them from Haiti, uh, living under a bridge, uh, trying to seek asylum from all of the awful things happening in Haiti, uh, also people trying to seek asylum from all the awful things happening in South America, uh, both of which are caused largely by uh, the U S. Um, so, uh, yeah. So when Joe Biden was running for president, he promised to close a squalid border tent camp in Mexico where thousands of migrants have been left to await the outcome of their immigration cases by the Trump administration. Um, what Biden did is he, uh, he extended a, um, uh, stay on asylum seekers, 
under the pretense of uh, trying to prevent uh, the spread of COVID. Uh, so these people have still been in this camp and then they broke up the camp and now the camp's just popping up different areas and uh, obviously worse conditions. Um, one of the locations, I, I believe it's this camp in this article, uh, is in like heavy uh, uh, gang territory, uh, Mexican gang ter cartel territory. Um, yeah. So, you know, these people are, are at threat of gang violence. And then on the other side of the fence, they're at, at threat of uh, border patrol violence. Um, rather than doing anything humane, we're just keeping them in this constant state of uh limbo and uh death and misery it's always incredible how you know the this center on the right are always talking about voting with your feet and how like if you don't like it in a certain state you should go to another one um and uh that apparently only applies to state borders like oh, yeah. <laughs> we that, that can't possibly apply anywhere else uh, well unless no no it does it does apply to leaving the u.s yeah yeah, if you don't like it, get out. Yeah, but, but yeah, but but don't go anywhere because everybody should be isolationists. Yes, <laughs> or or not, or whatever. There, I don't, I don't know. It's just like, entirely arbitrary boundaries. Yeah. No, don't yeah. don't come here. Go I, somewhere. I got. I gotta say, they unless might... you're from California. <laughs> 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 they uh, they might be a little bit dishonest in how they approach this rhetoric. I don't know. What? <laughs> that might be the issue here. Um, let's go ahead and go to the next link. Oh, yeah, that, that's just more about the, uh, the border crisis. Haiti you know, does have uh, an optics problem. You know, you, you got to change the name of the country to something like Lovey, you know? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's the real problem with Haiti. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> man. all these just, Hades you know, out here and no Loveys. <laughs> I might... I might uh, want to have a couple more hate Haitian neighbors if they were Lumption instead. Lumption, Lumption, Lumption. I think that's what you would. Uh, I'm sorry, Mansion. Yeah. Is that no? That is that is, that is uh, yeah. Joe Mansion there. Um, mm -hmm. He's got a very punchable face, and that's not a threat. I, yeah. I just oh, he does. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I thought what? Oh, did, well, did you think I was talking like about it, you it, or? Uh, I, I think you said you do. I was like, okay. Yeah, I do have a punch on my face. I, 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 say. I want to punch myself in the face often. Every time I look in the mirror, I do that like Joker, like, <laughs> and, then, and then I break the mirror with my fist. And then, um, you just have like a closet full of mirrors. He does. Yeah. Well, you, you just keep replacing them. I'm, I've seen it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, very, I'm very vain, but also uh, yeah. dark and mysterious. He doesn't sweep either, so like the ground, yeah. the, the carpet's oh, just covered in glass. If you come over, oh, yeah, I guess that's that. yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> it does look like the floor is covered in glass over there. Yeah, yeah no, this yeah, is this is my it. actual apartment, guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your 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 actual uh, one hundred and fifty thousand square foot uh, dungeon apartment. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the uh, on the border of uh, I don't know Mexico and California. Hell yeah! <laughs> if, you, if you hear screams in the background, it's not me. Ooh. Anyways, I don't know what that applies. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Biden met moderate U.S. Senate Democrats. I don't remember why I put this link in here. Uh, Manchin and Cinema are doing their fucking shit again. They're trying to tank the infrastructure bill because the reality is that the Democrats don't actually want to pass the infrastructure bill. And Manchin and Cinema are just the scapegoats because they want to get their names out there all the fucking time. They want to be popular. And it's actually pretty likely that the uh, the infrastructure bill is going to die. Um, which is going to be fun yeah. because yeah. It, it was already inadequate and it's going to be even less adequate when it doesn't pass at all or, or it passes at such a extremely reduced uh, dollar amount that uh, it, it functionally can do nothing, which is par for the course for, for how government operates, especially lately in, in my own personal experience is uh underfunded projects that that already like don't meet the need and then uh, like like lead pipes for example uh that was like during uh the state of the union address or biden's 100 day uh mm-hmm. address or whatever yeah i think it was just a 100 day address yeah. you know yeah. one, of, one of his big like everybody stood up and applauded him and all sorts of people were like oh joe biden's our president because he said oh we're gonna replace all the lead pipes jack and um uh the current bill is only like 80 percent of lead pipes now so we're still gonna have 20 percent lead pipes you know and go ahead john sorry i think i think you know you're you're uh you're you're just not patient, you know, because like they they're 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 being productive, <laughs> you know. Let let like, pipes. It, I will like, remind everyone uh, were were banned from use in the uh, the early eighties, I believe. <laughs> 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 I think I think forty years of patience is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Lead pipes are no. bad. Yeah, no, they're just gonna say that they're uh, that they're working on it, you know until fucking you know everybody just forgets about it well yeah no that's that's something i do in my job all the time is is i say oh i'm working on it and really what the the reality is is i don't have funding for a project but i have to act like i'm working on it because uh, people want me to work on it (laughs) and this is something i do internally to the city i'm not talking about with the public um i'm usually honest with people uh in in the public i just mean in the uh interest of keeping my own job when my manager who i hope doesn't listen to this uh asks me what i'm doing i lie to them and uh yeah government's yeah. fun guys i, I yeah. recommend it, it no, nothing will make you uh have less faith in the government than working for the government oh well, i start i uh i work for a startup oh. and uh and you believe in startups yeah. now no. <laughs> no, I do not. Uh, but uh, you know, just just to uh, just to be clear, though, like removing eighty percent of lead pipes would be uh, good. Yes, it's it's it would better be than very it good. is not. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Good, I guess. I mean, we should probably. I probably wouldn't. Uh, well, we shouldn't all collectively give Joe Biden head for that. <laughs> but uh you know it is it is something that uh should happen and other people haven't been doing uh so sure. i mean i think that that is you know he, he deserves like, a golf clap um, you think he'd be working harder to get it passed you know yeah you would yeah. think that 
Yeah, um, I mean, I mean the the fact that he is having trouble whipping up two recalcitrant votes in the Senate. Yeah, mm. and and trouble is not the right term to use here because he's not trying either. Is the real problem? Right. He's not yeah, using yeah. the bully yeah. pulpit to say, "Hey, Mansion, hey, Cinema, you dumb fucks, how yeah. about you fall in line?" Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that is really where the the real problem is here, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, without a doubt. Um, let's move from bad stuff oh. to more bad stuff. Hell yeah, more bad. Now, this is something we already knew, and I think we already talked about this briefly, but it's interesting to see, uh, the Pentagon admitting it. Um. That's a lot better of a, or yeah, better of a of a headline than the one that I saw before. No, um, I, I specifically chose it. this headline because I was tired of seeing all the other ones that like uh, Pentagon or, acknowledges that it targeted yeah, the wrong uh, person, or yeah, Pentagon acknowledges uh, August 29th drone strike in Afghanistan was a tragic mistake that killed ten civilians. Yeah. So who's going Imagine to... using that many words to like avoid. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um who who's going to jail for murder over this one? Because I, the I feel robot. like Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's something that should happen, right? Like this is inexcusable in, in my in my eyes. You, you know, as yeah. as we're already like dealing with this absolute fuck fest of a withdrawal. And again glad that we are withdrawing or have withdrawn but there were obviously multiple better ways to do it mm-hmm. um it seems almost intentional whether it's the biden administration not wanting to take like the political hit of uh inviting a bunch of afghans to our country um you know the political hit from the right would be oh you're inviting all these terrorists over or whatever uh whatever the case may be there there was a concerted effort to not actually let afghans into america um and and i say concerted effort because it does seem intentional the more you look into it Mm -hmm. um and lots of people were left behind uh you know one of the didn't they also like force a few planes to not land as well um uh, this is this is a vague memory of mine. I'm gonna look it back up. But yeah, I would just anyway. keep that as a vague memory, and yeah, for the purposes of like being honest in this podcast, yeah, which, no, which exactly. we care about. We care about honesty here. We're the most honest, most honest <laughs> podcast this side of the Mississippi. We're fair and balanced. That's true. Yes, we're actually going to have a fair and balanced moment later today. Um, <laughs> I hope. Uh, but yeah, so so um. As we're, you know, uh, slipping all over our fucking piss and shit on our way out of uh, Afghanistan, uh, we decide that we're going to do a show of force as a retaliation to the bombing that happened at the Kabul airport, uh, which, you know, again, was an ISIS-led attack. ISIS and the Taliban are not the same entity, and they're actually opposed to each other because mm-hmm. ISIS would be happy seeing Afghanistan further embedded in turmoil. Uh, and the Taliban, not great people, but they do want some measure of stability. They they want some measure of control there. Is the Taliban right. an expansionist? No, I don't think uh, they no, are. I don't believe so. Yeah. Um, 
like other than like i think like uh whatever culture or whatever that the taliban is religious culture package that it is i think spans into pakistan but i don't know if they're actually like well, isis see, that's, that's part of right. the problem of like how we consider afghanistan a country because much of pakistan used to be afghanistan um yeah. and and it's like how we map out like iraq it oh yeah it's like, it's sense. like like how it just lines that like for the british put on the ground <laughs> for no reason yeah, and that's essentially what it is. And so a lot of these groups between, you know, Pakistan and Afghanistan will just kind of move freely across the border because they're part of like the same ethnic group and they don't consider like that border to be the same thing we consider it where, you know, we would post mm. guards up on our border or whatever and like shoot anyone that tries to cross. Uh Pakistan and Afghanistan have a more flexible uh, sort of environment there. Right. Um what I'm, uh, what I'm, what I was recalling, uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, and apparently, uh, Saki, uh, of course, ended up uh, defending this, but uh, we're not allowing charter flights from Afghanistan to land at U.S. bases. Uh, we've also uh, uh, blocked airspace there, just in general, and uh, a mix of Afghan, uh, as in Taliban, and American forces are. Uh, refusing to let planes leave. So a mix of all of the things. Yeah. So, um, so can't, can't land, can't leave, can't fly over. Intentionally keeping people from leaving. Yeah. Um, so an absolute shit show of a withdrawal. And then, you know, our response to the Kabul airport bombing is to, uh, you know, have a little show of force using our drone strike program. And as is usually the case, um, you know, under Obama it was like a 90% uh, unintended target uh, rate. Um, this is a 100% mistargeting. Uh, not only did we not, uh, I should stop saying we, the U.S. government, um, not only did the U.S. government not kill an ISIS-K uh, operative it uh killed an aid worker and a bunch of children that were running out to greet the aid worker um great work uh we knew about this a long time ago uh the, yeah. the reports from the ground were that this is exactly what happened and of course it takes you know the pentagon a month to quietly uh acknowledge not admit you know on their own terms um that uh yeah we we killed uh we killed uh innocent people some somebody who was trying to i think it was like the, the back of his vehicle was loaded with water and not bombs or something like that that sounds right um yeah. and so they thought he was loading a bunch of like munitions into the back of the truck or some shit and uh it turned out to be water which is amazing that you know we enter well, a war with iraq because we see pipes on the ground uh, and then we right. also bomb the shit out of an aid worker because we see water bottles in the back of their truck. Water is full of hydrogen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's true. And hydrogen yeah. highly, and highly you know explosive. what hydrogen does. <laughs> yeah. those, those, those kids were hydrogen bomb technicians. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the, the U.S. admitting on its own terms that um, our drone strike program sucks. Yeah. Uh, if we go to the next link good news for the region um the uh the new biden administration uh plan for the region is to uh basically enforce it through drone strikes um 
Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which, you know, we already talked about the track record of the drone strike program. Um, obviously, one of the first drone strikes that we have under this new kind of, not new necessarily, but the the way forward, one of the first drone strikes we have kills 10 innocent people. Um, and, and, you know, what, what is the, uh, it's really hard to not radicalize somebody when you keep killing them. Uh, yeah, like, like, like no, no guy even like came and accused you. Bomb just drops out of the fucking sky. Yeah. Like, like your your extended family, you know, like you're going to hate America after that. Yeah. I I should hope you hate, I hate America after that. Yeah. And I live here. But uh yeah, so um the Biden administration's and, and the, the new terminology. This is this is the funny thing about like the how the neoliberal like mindset works is you take the old same tired concept and you just like slap a new name on it. Um the Biden administration's over the horizon strategy in Afghanistan is drawing serious questions from lawmakers and counterterrorism experts as the U.S. U.S. withdrawal shifts calculations about threats and capabilities. Uh, so basically, over the horizon is the this is just the new drone strike program um, yeah. because we can fly the drones over the horizon. We don't have to be Forget there. About them. Yeah. Just uh, take out some targets and uh, call it a day. Yeah. Ready? So I got a fun clip for us next. A video monitor. Let's uh, let's go ahead and go to the next. Uh, we'll we'll get into some fun stuff. We'll have some fun. You keep I on- don't believe you. Oh, I've seen this. This is just I, hilarious to me. It is, it is funny. It is funny. Yeah. So this uh, this Newsmax host. Uh, fuck what's his name stinchfield i know was his last yeah time. yeah yeah, yeah. Is it greg? Greg? greg no that's stinchfield? no that's greg gutfield uh that's Stin- stinchfield it might be greg as well i mean they're, they're yeah. all gregs they're all gregs stinchfield is the show on newsmax and he's got this uh this veteran on there change your name i know stinchfield stinchfield yeah that's a that's a name a child makeup made up as a joke. <laughs> You're a Stinchfield. <laughs> oh, I, I I've watched uh, some of this uh, video. Okay, and it's it, it really makes me believe that uh, these are just like bottom of the barrel like method actors that get like <laughs> oh yeah, but then who have also like never took a uh, a uh, what's it called uh, acting class. Yeah, yeah, an ad lib class, something like yeah. that. Yeah, they they, they yeah. never went to the improv seminar. Yeah, yeah, improv. Yeah, you know, like like he's a method actor. He's an actor that pretends yeah. to be journalist, and then something happens that he didn't expect. What, yeah, what you should have gone to the UCB, fam. There's there's some some interesting psychoanalysis that could probably be done with this clip mm-hmm. um, because you'll yeah. you'll hear him refer early on. He'll say, "I've got Americans trapped over there." as if he's right. in some kind of command position or like has some kind of authoritative uh i don't know responsibility to the situation yeah. and he's not he just also, some guy he also does like a funny parapraxis later that relates to that uh, like yeah. a freudian slip thing yeah uh that that connects to i think that need to feel powerful yeah uh, but yeah we should play it yeah yeah, yeah. 
It didn't happen under President Trump. And I know there's a lot of people on the left that want to try to blame President Trump. He wanted out of Afghanistan real bad. He was real frustrated real not being able to get out. <laughs> and he bad. didn't pull out because he knew this would happen. In fact, we all did. I called it on this program. My 12-year-old son knew about it. And so uh, I've got Americans there that are stuck. To me, that's a hostage situation. But, Joe, I appreciate yeah. you working to get them out. I really do. Yeah. And I wish you all with your, with your respect, uh, you. With your respect, Ryan, I mean, like, Veterans, you know, uh, being one, right, and our friends are over there. Um, right. We follow this closely from multiple administrations, and we know the Trump's administration's efforts here were fairly weak, yeah. that they were trying to limit the number of people that would get out. And Joe, so there was coordination problems. Joe, I'm going to cut you. I'm already, I'm already weak. I'm already low on time, Joe. Joe, cut him off, please. Cut him off now. Cut him off now. You're not going to blame this on President Trump on my show. It's not happening. Now, I appreciate the work that you're doing. God bless you for being a veteran. God bless you for trying to get Americans out. But don't come on this program and take the talking point to the left and blame President Trump. That's not helping anybody. The Biden administration screwed this up from the very start. You know it. I know it. The country knows it. And you call them not hostages. I don't know how you don't call them hostages. They're stuck in Afghanistan with a country overrun with terrorists that are willing to kill them all. I'm mad about that, man. I'm really mad. <laughs> uh, I'm going to slow it down. Slow it got down. A real hero coming up. That man's a real hero, too. We serve. <laughs> yeah. That's that 40 inch slip you were I'm talking weak. about. I yeah what's up oh yeah, yeah well there's a couple of 40 and slips in there yeah the i'm weak yeah. i mean uh, and, then, and then and then later on when he says we got a real hero i mean that guy's a hero oh, too because yeah, yeah. he's a veteran sure. god bless him etc um <laughs> also yeah. what, what what does it mean for a whole country to be made of terrorists like that's not how that works i don't think um it's such it's such a funny like bush era way of viewing things where well, it's just I, like oh afghanistan yeah. You know, that's the place where everyone's a terrorist. I forget who <laughs> I was talking to, but it, it was one of our one of our foreign listeners, and we were talking about Afghanistan. And uh, I forget how we arrived on the point, but I said something to the effect of, "You try telling the average American that Al Qaeda and the Taliban are like two separate entities, and people's oh, fucking don't. heads explode. Like, yeah. there's no, yeah. no, they're the same fucking group." Um. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. It's pretty cool. But wow. yeah, this is uh, this is what happens when you just like I don't know mainline uh, uh, jingoism for <laughs> right. a, a decade or two. <laughs> also, like I don't think the guy he had on. I've seen this clip a couple times, but I, I always kind of like I'm too busy laughing, I guess. But the the guy that he had on, he didn't say that anything to go against his hostage point, did he? No, I think he said yes. No, no, and he, did, so he didn't. So he's just go like, and you're this. saying they're not hostages, and they're fucking hostages. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's it's you all. <laughs> it's all weird projection, of course. Yeah, it's and you know he's he's talking to a gonna... guy that's actively working with other veteran groups to like get right. people out of Afghanistan. Um, I don't Even know. Though that... He's going to Benoit's wife, I think. <laughs> Jesus. He seems like it. Ben, Benoit Balls, right? Benoit Balls. Hell yeah. Hell uh, yeah. We got, we got some stuff about balls later, right? We do have some stuff about balls. We need balls. some balls talk. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and go to the next link because uh, I did some research uh, into, into Grant Stinchfield. Grant Stinchfield, guy. Um, Look at face. Now, what does he work for? I don't. I don't do the whole like stolen valor or uh, you know the troops need to be respected kind of shit. But uh, I do it when it's convenient for me. <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> so i did some research into this guy and uh he's he's literally only just been like a news anchor his entire life so like mm-hmm. this, this weird like i don't know declarative statement he makes of you know that guy's a that guy's a hero because he served and we've got a real hero like he's, he's making the call on who's a hero and not a hero in the veteran sphere but you know also like uh What's the word I'm looking for? Like, like bowing down to like the the understood order of of things, and it's just very, very interesting. Also, I think this, uh, I think this was written by Grant Stinchfield because the the Grant Stinchfield biography, the first line reads, "Grant Stinchfield is a famous American media star." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And and this clip is literally the first time I've heard of this guy. So, um, as somebody yeah, Grant who Grant Stinchfield. As somebody who follows a lot of news, I don't think he's that uh, that fucking famous. Um, so we're gonna have a fair and balanced moment next. Uh, oh, okay. we're the fair and balanced. There are oh. massive technological oh, differences. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow it down, man. We gotta we gotta lead into this. Uh, so I I talk a lot of shit about Jordan B. Peterson because he's a dumb motherfucker. Because we have a podcast themed around that. <laughs> and also, yes, because because our name is derived from a little incident he had. Uh, it's just but, a little uh, move. But this is actually Jordan Peterson mostly getting it right. And and uh I think it's I think it in order to be fair and balanced, we also have to give him credit when he says the bare minimum correct thing, but also kind of misses some points. But he's he's basically there. He's kind of got the idea down. Okay. Go ahead and play it, uh, John. There are massive technological differences between YouTube and network TV, despite the fact that they're both video. The first is there's no bandwidth restriction. Bandwidth is now free. You and I can talk for as long as we want, and essentially no one has to pay for it except with their attention. And then it's permanent, whereas with network TV, it was evanescent. It evaporated as soon as it was spoken. Well, now this conversation will be around for probably longer than either of us would want it to be. It's as permanent as a book. What that means, too, is that I don't have to assume that my audience has a limited attention span or no memory anymore, because I know that they can go out and find out things on their own. When I go to do a network TV interview now, it feels like I've transported myself back in time to 1950. And the person I'm talking to, when I'm sitting in the green room before the interview, they're a person and we have a conversation. But as soon as the cameras go on, they're no longer a person. They're a puppet of a machine. I'm not saying that critically. I'm saying because the bandwidth was so incredibly expensive. There wasn't time for experimentation. It was too expensive. And so everything the interviewer did was scripted. Well, then it was scripted according to essentially the dictates (laughs) and influence. (laughs) Public access TV? Like, what the fuck is going on? Sorry, go on. But I don't know. Like I said, he's almost correct in some some spaces. Well, he's only correct like like usually. He's only correct in those boring fucking way. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't post anything on Facebook because it's it's going to be there forever. It's like, yeah, mom, I know. Thank you. 
Yeah, that I, may have, have, I may have like, been what, a little bit misleading. And uh, were you drunk? No, 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 no. This is intentional. Intentional okay, misleading. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is going to get one point correct, and it's coming okay. up. Um, All right, and, we got a minute more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interests of the corporation, obviously. And so then, what you end up on with network TV is a discussion with a talking head representing that monolithic organization. You're not talking to another person, and if you were, that person would get fired. Because they would now be an individual instead of this immense machine that was necessary because the communication technology was so expensive. So you start with that. And furthermore, it was warped by the fact that the corporations of a certain size are protecting their existence, which of course they are. And so are the people within the corporation. Of course they are. Just like we would fight for our hierarchy position of course yes but all that's gone now and now we have this and now we're figuring out what to do with it russell's yes. trying to get a, yeah. a word in edgewise uh, this is uh. funny um but yeah i mean the, the one thing he gets right is that uh these massive corporations are dictating speech uh. on uh, on on what are supposed to be news platforms oh sure well, everything but, else mean, he, he just kind of like yeah. still like like he always is though like he, he was like like um that it's not a that it's not nefarious how corporations are trying to uh influence uh uh people's opinions it's about it's it's only about them making a sellable product not trying to actually put something out that is false that it's just, that they're just like oh we can't experiment we know what works and this is what we're going to do like that it's not a, it's not as a directed absolutely yeah. Yeah. Um, could you could you go to his main profile real quick? I want to. Yeah, there, there's there's the a post, uh, there's a post directly to the left of uh, that clip that I think is funny. Uh, go down a little bit more. Man, look at that expression. Yeah, just, oh, sorry, up. go up, go up, go up. Oof. Right there on the right. Uh, suffering is a characteristic oh, of life. You can't take it personally. <laughs> I love that. It's supposed um, to be Eve. <laughs> I, I, I have no I, I guess. Um I don't know what's going on in this. I don't know why he reposted it. Obviously he didn't draw it. I I hope yeah, no. This this artist has appeared a few times on his page. Okay. Um and there are um I mean you can you can see their art. I'm not gonna say anything about it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's really bizarre. Yeah, I got very little idea what's going on in the illustration. Uh, Eve seems to be carrying the world, much like Atlas would. Uh, oh, this a, guy does videos. There's a snake. I'm going to have to check him out after this. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I just I just love the suffering is a characteristic of life. You can't take it personally. Uh, so I mean, yeah. Anything, Except... anything that happens to your actual person is not supposed to be personal, bro. It's nothing personal. I don't know. I feel like this That's is deeper whole... than the other thing you had us watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like this yeah. is more like true. Yeah. Um, <sighs> no, yeah. I, just, I just wanted to point out that one thing where Jordan Peterson acknowledges that corporations uh, uh, dictate speech, and then uh, he just goes on to like completely flub the point of like what's happening there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's yeah, he's he's always really concerned with the way that hierarchical power ends up dictating things like speech, but then... But then he argues for the hierarchy. Yeah, exactly. But I guess it's supposed to be that it, it needs to be a hierarchy made of competence. 
It needs to be competence. And how will we measure competence? No one knows. <laughs> I'm just going to be the sole arbiter of that. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it sucks. Great. So uh, let's go ahead and go to the next uh, next link, John. Yes. Yes. Hell yeah. Yes, we're on the balls stuff now. Uh, so Nicki Minaj uh, tweeted out something about... Cousins, friends, testicles. Her cousins, friends, yeah. testicles in Trinidad. Uh, he got the vaccine. His testicles, uh, according to the story, swelled up really large. Imagine complaining about that. I know, right? I'm trying to. I'm trying to work on that every day. I've been injecting yeah. silicone into my balls for three years now, yeah. and silicone. Yeah, I know. And Woo. all I get, I'm is, just uh, saline solution. <laughs> all I get <laughs> is infections. Yeah. <laughs> That's, and then, I've been then taking I, a new I, vaccine every day directly <laughs> to balls, and all I get is huge loads. <laughs> and then I got to go to the <laughs> fucking hospital, and then the doctors are like, "Oh, you again?" And you know, they, they call me Ball Boy, and. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> for for an unrelated reason too, yeah. which is funny. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to talk about why yeah, they call me boy. We won't. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, uh, she she tweeted something out about how her cousin her cousin's friend's balls apparently swelled up after the vaccine. He was gonna get married. The gal that was gonna marry him was like, "Oh hell no, I don't want big ball guy." Um, yeah, because balls don't work because they got yeah. big. Your balls are and too big for me. I, I really, I like to imagine that the way that all this stuff started was that they were just like having this like casual texting conversation about like, who do you know with the biggest balls? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the biggest ball person, you know? And it's like, well, actually, I have one that'll win a wall. To my uh, my friend. Yeah. They're fucked up. They're broken. They're yeah. so big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, how how many times growing up did you hear some kid tell some tall tale and he's like, bro, my cousin's friend's aunt's uncle. Yeah. <laughs> I still do it. Well, yeah, sure. Like any <laughs> anytime I have like yeah. uncomfortable yeah, it's always my balls too. Yeah, anytime I have uncomfortable medical questions, I'm always like, So I've got this friend. <laughs> who uh got who ignored his syphilis diagnosis for six years <laughs> who got and now he's starting to have like weird thinkies yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's wondering he, if he should see a doctor if it gets uh, red or if they'll go away on his on their <laughs> own uh, um, so yeah. anyways uh the white house because it has no credibility anymore had to reach out to Nicki minaj and invite her <laughs> to uh, to talk about the vaccine <laughs> because we're we're literally in a situation where the the government that's supposed to like i don't know protect our lives and like run the country and everything uh now has to squabble with people claiming that their cousin's friend's balls testicles got big from the vaccine imagine being the person stuck on that call and she like interrupts you with shit oh yeah and it's like no all right so this is an mrna vaccine what that means is i'm not gonna do like a Nicki <laughs> uh, minaj impression for a lot of reasons <laughs> but just imagine like just, just just squawking <laughs> interrupting you uh, with like some weird thing that she learned from like her aunt's uncle's boyfriend i almost um, almost did yeah. the uh the cardi b trill thing and i was like no that's the wrong 
<laughs> yeah, I, I get confused too. I'm I'm old, man. Yeah, no, we're I, old. We don't I, know uh, which ladies which anymore. I don't think I've ever heard any of Nicki Minaj's songs except for the Anaconda remake. Yeah, arguably the worst Nicki Minaj song. Okay, well, I, what what is no. the best Nicki Minaj song, John? Well, I mean, bees in the I trap. Asking, and I'm I know obviously you it's you. bees in the trap. Bees in the trap. <laughs> Go ahead. I, mean, I don't know if there's a best, you know. Mm. Yeah, they're all so good. I don't know if I don't know if the best can can exist. Starships. I do believe the worst can exist. Uh, no. What's the worst song? He already oh, said. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Jesus. Sorry, I yeah. wasn't. I wasn't, Anyways, I wasn't listening trap. to yeah, people's yeah. voices, and I apologize for that. Uh, let's go ahead and, and click the next link because this is uh, Jen Psaki having again because the White House has no fucking credibility anymore. <laughs> this is Jen Psaki, the uh, the White House press secretary, having to answer questions about um, whether or not Cardi B or not Cardi, sorry, Nicki Minaj was invited to the White House to talk about her cousin's friend's big balls. Go ahead and play this <laughs> clip, John. Oh. What the? was simply an offer to uh, have a conversation and uh, an early stage call. People who have big public. People have big. Balls. opinion between <laughs> the White House about what she was invited to do. Did the White House extend an invitation to Nicki Minaj to come here? Well, uh, first, we don't see this as a point of tension or disagreement. I, I want you all to know that we engage all the time with uh, people who have big public platforms or profiles. Some of them we talk about. Some of them are here. Some of them you don't even know about because they're just looking for questions to be answered. Uh, we offered a call uh, with Nicki Minaj uh, and one me of our on your pod, to answer Jen. questions she had. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> Invite me on your pod, Jen. Oh, yeah. does, she, does she have a podcast? Well, she, I mean, she has the pre-spreefings. Pre Pre-spreefing. Pre-spreefing. The puffin buffins. The the White House actually does have a have a pod. Uh, does it? Yeah, no, it's a uh, Pod Save America. Ah, um, got him yeah. called out. <laughs> Rap <laughs> horn. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's let's go ahead and run this clip through. Oh, mate. Oh, actually, uh, mate. Run it all the way. Speaking through. of air horns, uh, I think that the next next piece of equipment the pod needs to invest in is a soundboard. Yeah, no. We we were talking about that before. We kind of had something, and it just stopped for some reason. Well, what I what I need to do is I need to get like an actual like separate standalone thing because I was just running it through like keyboard shortcuts, and then also like trying to like look up links when we were doing it back in the day and having a bunch of keyboard shortcuts <laughs> that I had to like carefully maneuver around wasn't working no you should have just gone with it it would have been like uh our podcast would be like a youtube poop <laughs> it basically is yeah. uh, yeah. i'm gonna be i'm gonna be the soundboard guy guys i'm gonna do it sorry right. yeah no we, we can get bye. something set up we can get something set up maybe we should all get soundboards yeah. Yeah. Sound a nightmare. that would be that would be a nightmare <laughs> and and i approve <laughs> of it <laughs> Definitely wouldn't wouldn't cause noises anytime Dorian tries to talk. <laughs> Got him. Uh, continue, continue playing the clip. Please. About the safety and effectiveness of the vaccine. Uh, this is pretty standard and something we do all the time. It was a very early stage call at a staff level, staff to staff. Um, and we weren't even at the point of discussing, or we're not even at the point of discussing, I should say, at this point, 
um, the mechanisms or the format or anything along those lines. It was simply an offer to have a conversation and uh, an early stage call. Anything that's going to happen, we'll see. I don't have anything to predict for you. Who cares? Go ahead and stop it. Yeah. It's about to autoplay. Oh. oh. And I don't want to listen to General Millie fucking talk. Fuck that guy. Yeah, right. Uh, let's go ahead and go to the uh, the next link. Um, oh, Jesus. This is uh, the, the disingenuous grifter, uh, Tucker Carlson. Uh, capitalizing on this moment of weakness with the yeah. with the White House, of course, Hell um, yeah. and 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 of course, bringing on our favorite blackface correspondent, uh, yeah. Candace Owens. Um, right, it's like it is. It's like a it's like a lady from Malibu, like a like a blonde girl from Malibu uh, is like making a career out of uh, wearing blackface, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's go ahead and play this. Before we get banned. Ew, I guess it's left to a rapper from Queens, but good for her. Right, it is good for her. You know, these are the people, by the way, that when they're running, they go around and they get them to endorse them, right? They go around to Cardi B, they go around to Nicki Minaj, they try to get them to speak on behalf of them. And Nicki Minaj is not playing that game with them. And now people are seeing in real time what these elitists actually think of them. Look at the way they, they spoke down to her. She's stupid. The headlines were insane. You know, the headlines were like, she's so dumb, she thinks that it's going to make your testicles fall off. Whatever they said, complete lies, by the way. Denigrating her. Denigrating her because at the end of the day, what they actually think of Democrats is that these but but she did say that though that it's she's, going to hurt your your balls. She said it was a possibility. <laughs> to be fair, make them make them big and big yeah. and bad. Big balls. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, but she did say that. Oh it was yeah, gonna... yeah, no, she's dumb as shit, and yeah. she said dumb things for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go on. She did say <laughs> stupid things. Okay, okay. People are stupid. Like come around every four years for the votes. At the end of the day, they think Nicki Minaj and all rappers are very stupid, and Nicki Minaj right now is proving them otherwise. She's not afraid. <laughs> no, she's definitely not afraid. She's a savage. Actually, I love it whenever Tucker like has to like play up his laugh, and he just sounds like a fucking. like a a fucking cartoon clown not even like a joker moment clown like just a cartoon clown like (laughs) yeah like i feel bad for like he's married right i I don't know man yeah no i mean like like, somebody has to have sex with him i guess like somebody has to (laughs) or or does you know yeah i mean he he does have quite a lot of money not only from being on Fox, but he's also tied to the uh, Swanson fo- frozen food family. Um, and now imagine Tucker Carlson's leaning over you, all sweaty. Okay. And right before he comes, he makes that 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 laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. <laughs> oh man, yeah. He's Tell got me. that like squinty face the whole time too. Do you think the uh, yeah. do you think the boat shoes stay on when he fucks or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 and and at he least puts polo new ones shirt, on for you know? fucking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, nothing more revealing than a polo shirt. <laughs> let me let me slip oh. into something comfortable and he just comes out like a like a polo shirt and boat shoes. <laughs> oh my god, Tucker, you're wearing your special boat shoes. <laughs> They've got extra grip so he doesn't slip when he's fucking you. <laughs> You can't really slip in missionary. 
You could. I don't know. Oh, yeah, not not in boat shoes. With your feet? Well, I mean, it depends on how on the bed you are. Yeah. If you're on the edge. I don't know of... how you people fuck. Oh, sorry. I'm six foot two. <laughs> well, anyways. So... <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> really, really had to make a personal Next. attack out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> If I was a lesser man, I would uh, I would cut you from the show, and I haven't done that yet, have I? Yeah, you're like five three. I'm five five. Five oh five five. Yeah. yeah. Not not that anyone's <laughs> keeping track, I guess. The big 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 leap between five three and five five. Yeah, I mean, right? that's the difference between like legal midget and uh, actual man, which I am. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Anyway, how how is Candace doing? Is she really tall or really short? She seems like she's one or the other. I don't fucking know. She's really crazy. She's really got fucking brain worms. That's true. Let's uh, let's go ahead and play the rest of this. I'm not on Twitter. How did anybody get on Twitter? It was just so good. So you can actually, and I'm not, you know, it's not even about whether the vaccine works or it's good for you or her cousin's friend. But I thought that's what it was about. It's about (laughs) whether you have dominion over your own body, whether you're a free person, whether you're a citizen and a human being. And you got to kind of wonder if people like this standing up might awaken others that, you know, I don't have to be pushed around, actually. Right. And that's the point really comes down to. This is about body autonomy, no matter what side of the aisle you're on. I, I personally believe from the bottom of my heart that more people would get the vaccine if they just had an honest conversation. Right. There's so much right. gaslighting going on, especially people that have already gotten the vaccine, right? People have gotten the vaccine and said, oh, you know, it made my arm itch. And they're going, you're a liar. Okay, so thinking, you're a liar. That never happened. How dare you say that? These people are on your side, vaccine industry. You're, you're gaslighting people that actually listen to you. Why don't you just have a meaningful conversation and say, you know what? This might be rare. Maybe it happened, but you're going to be just fine. They won't do that. And that is why people do not trust them at this I've heard tons of reports from people in interviews from the CDC representatives of the government saying, yes, you might get a fever. Yeah, of course. When I went to get my shot, like I had to, I did tell the doctor to shut up essentially because he was so eager to list off like every little thing that could go wrong. Yeah. And I was, yeah, it's like, yeah. A fever. And, long as there's syphilis hydration did... and muscle aches and <laughs> and he just kept going and then like i i went in for the second time and he did it again he's just <laughs> I'm like yeah i know i know yeah i remember you you remember i could tell did we you... said hi and then did you, know. you cut him off before he got to the big balls part i cut him off before he gave me the vaccine oh okay yeah, and so I just started like licking doorknobs, and that's how I'm getting my, uh, well, yeah, my antibodies no, now. Your yeah, body yeah. has an immune system, Dorian. It, it does. Yeah. It's yeah. a special doorknob, and you won't catch COVID. You heard it here. <laughs> so uh, a point that I'd like to make on this is they're they're using something that's real to make a really bad, disingenuous point. And the thing that's real is that mm-hmm. – Leading up to the election and up until Biden took over, there were a lot of uh, Democrat uh, talking heads who were very skeptical of the vaccine because it was the Trump vaccine at that point. And tracksuit. Yeah, this is this is the problem with uh, the the reactionary sort of uh, mode of politics that a lot of people who, you know, 
primarily I mean, reactionary politics are all over the place, but I mean, specifically, uh, Democratic Party uh, stands, I guess, uh, reactionary politics. Uh, so if we go to the next link, uh, there's there's a long list of uh, with with the uh, evidence, uh, a long list of um, Democrats who were, you know, claiming that, oh, I don't trust the vaccine because it was made under Trump or whatever. And and this is part of the problem and why the the administration has very little legitimacy as as far as like you know, like I said, it's it's arguing with Nicki Minaj over like whether or not her cousin's friend's balls got big. Um it's having to run PR against that. Um and, and part Which of the did, Go ahead. Did 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 any of y'all end up hearing the uh the like press conference from the government of Trinidad about that? Oh yeah, no, which is hilarious. About how like how frustrated they were about the wasted resources trying to yeah. track down a guy with big balls. Right. <laughs> Do you know exactly. the guy with big balls? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is this is this is part of the uh, part part of why this this reactionary mode of politics has been so devastating, and and it's and it's undermined everything that. Um, could have possibly been good about any of this, I guess. Um, and, and, you know, now, now you've got, now that Biden's in charge, you know, you have the, the, the democratic, uh, like party adherents saying, Oh, well the FDA approved it, blah, 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 whatever. Well, the FDA approved it when Trump was in office, they, they hadn't like finalized their approval yet, but they were saying, yeah, it's okay to use. And, uh, you know, you had all these Democratic talking heads saying, oh, I don't trust it because this is Trump's FDA. Well, the average person doesn't fucking care, like, who's president at time of the FDA's approval or or whatever. It's, um, you know what I mean? Like, it, like it's it's we're we're getting this mixed message where oh now the fda is good before it was bad because trump was in charge now the fda is good because biden's in charge and uh people you know i think people are confused on uh not confused they they don't have any trust and and i think that that mistrust is not unfair um i think it's very fair uh and part of it is because of these democratic talking heads, you know, doing this partisan play sort of stuff. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead and go to the uh, next link, which I believe is maybe Dorian's. Oh, hell oh, yeah. yeah. And go ahead and take it. Um, so it's just this insane article that came out, um, uh, about, uh, by Douglas Copeland, who's this, uh, dreadful Canadian artist. And a writer who's, I haven't read any of his writing, to be honest, but if it's anything like his visual art, which we'll go over later, uh, it's uh, terrible. But he wrote this beautiful article about how uh, about how Elon Musk is actually good, you know, and yeah. how great he actually is. And we can actually kind of go through the full article because it's cut into these really convenient sections. And some of them we'll just pass by, but some of them are okay. hysterical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, the headline alone is already bit. like... Oh, yeah. Oof. Gross. The yeah. smartest person in the room, in any room anywhere, in defense of Elon Musk, by Denless or Copeland, it's really bad. So, uh, oh yeah, and the, the the subtitle: He's the Silicon Valley Ubermensch, the maverick boss of Tesla and SpaceX, 
who wants us to colonize Mars and who can wipe out billions of dollars with a single tweet. So what's not to love? Uh, uh, Gross, right? Gross. Yeah. So go ahead and give us a give us a downward scroll, sir. Um, We can skip the whole intro. Um, He talks about how he's he's a publicity like expert. He's a marketing genius, which uh, he's not. He's a fucking disaster that just like happens to be on Twitter a lot. Let's not skip that first paragraph because that's that's interesting. Uh, It's interesting whenever Elon Musk's name comes up and people begin discussing his accomplishments, such as the reinvention of money. What? What? It's PayPal. They're talking about PayPal. PayPal is the reinvention. Yeah, I know what he's talking about. He he does that throughout this whole thing. It's really amazing. Uh, Automobiles. Uh, He didn't reinvent anything. Uh, Still four wheels. Yeah. Different power source than what normally happens. But he didn't invent that either, though. Yeah. Electric (laughs) vehicles have been around for a long time. Uh, there's always someone who says, yeah, but I hear he can be a real dick. Take that, Elon. That's, yeah. That is that is like, not what I would say as, as a criticism of Elon Musk. Yeah, supporting <laughs> coups. And, and, and also, just oh, a reminder for everyone that, that he didn't engineer or invent anything for Tesla either. No. The, no, this is not. another one of the situations where he the the founder and the engineers for these things ended up selling it to elon right and then he uh as part of the contract gets to call himself founder yeah uh and they don't (laughs) um so yeah they talk about how he's only out for publicity and uh i mean that is that's wrong on both sides but also like he's not the marketing genius that this man thinks that he is it's really kind of bizarre Mm -hmm. um scroll on down trying to manipulate the media uh yes uh terrible at that yeah he's talking about how he's terrible at manipulating the media uh yeah sure i mean yeah but it doesn't mean that he's not trying to um and he just had to make money of course he is self-driving cars will kill people this whole thing is just i i don't i don't even know where to start with most of this it's just he's he's just he's he's just listing off ways to like own elon musk to call him cool <laughs> it's I like, really I like, the, I like the response but self-driving cars will kill people grow up. grow up it's like what the <laughs> fuck do you mean grow up they're going to kill people <laughs> well they're they're um, the the problem is that you know and and these are all like incredible straw man arguments yeah because it's yeah. like let me take what would be like a rational criticism of elon musk and turn it into like the most basic, easily refutable sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, self-driving cars will kill people. No, that's not the problem. The, the problem is that self-driving cars uh, will take jobs and kill people. <laughs> well, they, they'll take jobs, sure. Uh, but they're not proven. Uh, anytime somebody, right. you know, tries to roll out these self-driving cars, um, they, they don't measure up to. And it's just like... Uh, the Tesla Android or whatever the fuck the robot thing, right? Like, Hey, we're, we're making the Tesla robot. It's going to be awesome. And for their like opening presentation, they just have somebody, an actual person in a suit because the Mm. Tesla robot doesn't actually fucking exist and it doesn't actually work. It's literally just a marketing ploy to get a bunch of fucking nerds wet. And, uh, (laughs) you know, like, 
you've got you got like Boston uh fuck what Boston Dynamics, right? Mm. Like they've been working on the fucking AI robot game for, you know, 20 some odd years pretty intensely. Um and that's just a, a guesstimate. I think it's probably more like a, a full decade, but whatever. And they still don't have a robot that's like really that autonomous. And so yeah. you think Elon Musk, Tesla is going to come out of fucking nowhere and revolutionize the automated or the, the, the artificial intelligence fucking robot. And it's going to look super fucking cool. No, of course not. All they can do is steal technology or implement technology from other sources. They've made nothing new. SpaceX is nothing new. It's all NASA developed research well, that they're just building because they have money. Yeah. And I like, I remember a lot of articles acting like Elon Musk did it first, <laughs> but like the first like private space company, yeah, but it was Virgin. Virgin it was, yeah. Yeah. Vir or was it, it was Virgin that had it, right? Yeah. It was Virgin. Yeah. Yeah. So scroll on down, sir. To continue to suck. Continue, continue the, the nightmare. Uh, but I treat, uh, I hear he treats an employee, his employees badly. First, we already discussed this. He can be a dick, so don't be surprised when he is. Second, <laughs> people know they're going to be working with Elon Musk, so they can't play uh, woe is me if he goes Elon on them. What the fuck does it like? <laughs> yeah, I mean, could you imagine like, if, if yeah, you, were, you like, took a job to... in a coal mine, bro? It, it's fine that it caved in on you. All right, you shouldn't know a cave mine's gonna do the cave mine thing. See, see, it's... here's here's the problem with him saying something like he's gonna go Elon on you. Could you imagine? Let's let's remove Elon's like probable like. Uh, personal guard that he keeps around him at all times and elon musk comes up to you and he and he says one of his dumb things like oh you're a fucking pedophile and like what would elon do like he's not intimidating he doesn't intimidate anyone like physically no. or anything like that he's not like impressively like in intellectually dickish he just says dumb shit all the time. So him going Elon on someone is literally him just being like, I own your job and your life. And therefore, if I say something mean to you, you have to accept it. But if you remove all those power structures, him going Elon is nothing more impressive than like, I don't know, me going Debs on somebody. It yeah. means nothing. And I would I would estimate that in any fucking fight between two men, Elon is going to be the loser. <laughs> 90% of the time because he's a rich boy that never had any fucking strife in his entire fucking life. I imagine Elon Musk uh, does croquet for exercise. Yes. He, he looks like a croquet guy. Like that's a croquet uh, body that he's got. This, is like, this is like that girl yeah. in high school that's always like, oh, you don't want to mess with my friend. She will go fucking crazy on you. That is exactly what this mm -hmm. is, but it's with Elon instead. But the, the, the way he ends that paragraph is really amazing, though, because it's and here's something funny. He actually he actually said to someone who was pissing him off at the Tesla factory, you know, I could be drinking my ties with naked supermodels, but instead I'm here with you. He has a point. Man, this person just like this person writes books. Yeah. He has Jesus many books, and Christ. and he's a he's a he's a well known artist. It's uh, Douglas Copeland. We'll look at some of his stuff in a in a second. Uh, but he hurt my feelings and made me feel like I was in an unsafe and triggering work environment. 
his response to that is, dear God, is that what society has been reduced to? Again, Which is just sucks so bad. This, this um, is him dude, literally having an, he, he's literally uh, having an imaginary conversation with somebody yeah, and yeah. choosing like the weakest possible points that could be brought up out of this. Again, imagine he, he might as well be in the fucking shower now. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I totally got that imaginary person. No, that, that's exactly to. what he's doing. Um, but yeah, so scroll down for this last one. This is it, I think. Um, oh, yeah, there's more, but it doesn't really matter. But this this is my favorite one. Here are a few readily available facts about Musk. He's a good father with six sons, triplets, twins, and one solo. A first son died of SIDS at the age of two weeks. Oh, two, oh 10 weeks. I Sorry, this is very low res. Um, That's a... He's been married to two women, this, his, this second wife twice. He's been married to two women, this second wife twice. I guess he got married yeah, to Grimes twice. Or... I guess. Yeah, I oh, guess no, that's what he didn't marry Grimes. They're just dating or something. I don't know. Yeah. Who fucking um, cares? What what is that? What does that matter? Like that doesn't matter. Well, let, let, let me finish my really important list. Yeah, go ahead. My listicle. And all of these start with an ellipsis as well, which yeah. I'm gonna like diagnose this guy in it after this. So I mean that's Please important. Um, he's famous for his need to be in love and for being unable to sleep alone. He spent his 47th birthday in his factory fixing robots for 24 hours. He loves his mother, who was a top global fashion model at 73. He sees no future in fossil fuels. He hates visible seams on his products. He swears a lot. In 2018, his tunnel drilling company, The Boring Company, sold 20,000 novelty flamethrowers as a publicity stunt. Now they sell on eBay an average of three thousand dollars. Why, Why the why fuck is, is that section in there? <laughs> it sounds like you need a fucking therapist. Whatever's going on with Elon Musk. I mean, other than <laughs> what, what's interesting about it is, is he a, like a fairy or something? <laughs> he hates teams. <laughs> Got a drill mining company that produces flamethrowers. The first, the first point he brings up: he's a good father with six sons. And he could have just left it there. And that would be literally the only like, oh, Elon Musk isn't a bad guy sort of factoid. The rest of these have no, no like moral or ethical. I mean, the boring company thing is weird that he sold a bunch of flamethrowers. But like as far as like morals or ethics or like proving that Elon Musk is a good dude or like a useful dude. The good father one is like the only one. And then he's like, oh, also one of his kids died from SIDS. Like right what right. the fuck does that matter i mean he's just trying to humanize him in this really weak way and he's doing it with a listicle in the middle of an already like really weak yeah no this, piece. this it's is really confusing bizarre uh, and uh if you go down a little bit more he's not political uh he is yeah, uh, nobody <laughs> nobody with that much money is apolitical yeah <laughs> and he's dumb. yeah uh but he's trying to save the world and trying to save the world is kind of corny no one has ever said that. That's not a thing. Narcissistic, maybe, probably. I mean, he is. I but mean, I mean, it's just it's just what a weird theory, right? Like, right. Uh, what's the deal with him wanting to go to Mars? That's not a cr criticism either. Um, <laughs> if you want to scroll down, he gave his kid a weird name. That's yeah. But what he's 
But what's with him saying AI is going to take over humanity and destroy? I, I, I think everything from here is like pointless to go over, honestly, because it's just like him doing, like we've said, it, in just straw men. It's just straw men. Yeah. But, but they're just bizarre straw men. And a lot of them are like some of it, or some of these are straw men that I could imagine maybe someone saying, but some of them are just like, he's trying to save the world. Isn't that dumb? And he's like, no, actually saving the world is really cool because yeah. the world should be saved. I mean, like, what like, the <laughs> if, if he actually was doing that, that would be great. He's not. Yeah. Uh, right. We, we can't rely on Elon Musk and his stupid fucking Mars experiment <laughs> that right. has no basis in like reality whatsoever. Like we're just going to terraform Mars over what the next how many years how many Until years is that going to take Until we have no idea bored. we've never fucking and done then it. they're all going to die out there um, yeah and they're all going to die out there <laughs> whatever um but it, if we just want to go to the next tab i'm i, I don't mean not even going to yeah. go over the rest of this article it just this keeps is, going this and is it's just sad. this is just like, yeah um he also wrote this don't be smoopid a glossary from the, for oh the extreme God. present so I'll, I'll tell you guys a little bit about this guy. So again, I haven't read any of his books, but I've seen a lot of his art. Uh, and a lot of his art is like, you know, language-based. Um, and what he is, is he is a, he's a very young boomer who didn't identify with the boomers and identified more with Generation X people. And it, with, with this obsession with Generation X people, he developed that really creepy, and again, intergenerational warfare is stupid. It's not real. It's fucking witchcraft. It doesn't make sense. But, but it's very but real to the, some people. Right. But the, the, the thing that you can generally say about Generation X is that they're just millennials, but they're obsessed with like this faux authenticity. Yeah. Right. Right. And so this guy develops this weird generational trauma and decides to base his entire personality around it where he's just saying, okay. So I'm a boomer and I'm going to have all the bad parts of being a boomer, but I'm going to have like extra ironized version that can't quite be ironic because I'm a boomer and I'm, in, I'm incapable of irony that some version of the authenticity that Generation X people have or like an obsession with it. And right. so everything that he does is like this, this like too so, so quote unquote clever that it, it, it becomes like vapid and meaningless and just like trying to like, be cute and like authentic and silly and fun with everything he does, which wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing, but we'll see really why it is. Well, so first off is this invention of the word smoopid. What, what I'm gathering <laughs> from him. Yeah. What I'm gathering from him is he's, he's doing the thing where instead of being like actually clever, he's trying to appear clever. Yeah, exactly. And that always, That's, that uh, always just falls so flat because yeah, it it just it, i mean it reads exactly as i'm saying like you're just trying to be clever but you're not hitting the mark you're not actually exactly clever. like that's uh you know that's a bit of advice that was given to me and that i give to writers all the time which is that if you if your writing reads as being too clever people will begin to think you have nothing to say absolutely um, because when you're focused purely on being clever and you spend all your energy on that, like, obviously it's not going somewhere else. Um, yeah. So if you want to scroll down, um, there's, uh, yeah, some of the words that he invented, uh, de-selfing. 
willingly diluting one's sense of self and ego by plastering the internet with as much information as possible. This is my favorite one. This is so fucking good. This is the perfect word for him. Monophobia. Fear of feeling like an individual. He needs that tattooed across his head, dude. It's it's like the perfect way of describing this this guy's entire brand. Fear of feeling like an Man, I wish I could be myself but I'm scared of being an individual. <laughs> Incredible. I, I like, uh, I only read halfway through it, but a, a session, the mm-hmm. process whereby the West seeds its claim to having the sole means of attaining enlightenment in all realms. Implicit in a session is the assumption that the traditional Western mode of creating ideas based in secularist theory has possibly run its course or is hitting an unclimbable wall. This wall may in the end be surmountable. Uh, so basically, no, it's, he's, not. it's not guys, basically he's saying way. you guys are giving up on Western culture, but he's trying to do it in a, <laughs> a clever way. And again, he sucks at it. He sucks I, at it. I would suggest that people look through this list. It's awful. It's very bad. Um, oh, no, no. I, I, I like the next two. Smoopid, which is smart and stupid. And then Stuart, which is stupid and smart. Yeah, that sucks. Fuck off, dude. He He, he has one that is not even a made-up word because th- that's how German works. He, yeah. he makes this German word, Zwischendingen, uh, which literally just means between the things, which is what he describes. Yeah. Uh, he could just have written it as between things, but he wants to be cute. Um, so to be... Sp- uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah, let's, uh, let's move to the next step. All right. Which I don't is, even care what Fishing means anymore. Which is apparently his art. <laughs> yes. So he made these slogans for the 21st century. Okay. Uh, if you scroll down so we can see some of these, they're just they're just the words on a piece of colored paper. So, I miss my pre-internet brain. So it is oh. art for boomers. Yes, essentially, oh. but but art yeah. for boomers that are pretending to be Generation X who are commenting on Generation X for boomers. Um, so you scroll down. There's a few of these, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Art is up for grabs again. You and your selfie are merging. I can feel the money leaving my body. They're incredible. They're perfect. <laughs> like really bad, low effort memes. Yes. Yes, they're worse than memes. Yeah, they're, they're memes not, are so like, easy to make. Yeah, these I, are worse. <laughs> I was gonna say, if this is considered art, then like I don't know what my meme page is, but it's oh, it's it's level better than this, so it, it must yeah. be yeah, it's transcendental experiences. <laughs> but, but but here is the punchline to all of this. If you go to the next tab, oh, next tab. No, next tab that I sent you. Did I? Uh, oh well i guess not but it's okay because what because they're pretty much the same what he did with with work from with with uh not work but uh he partnered with google oh and they made uh uh what is it slogans for the class of 2030 and what it is is that a, uh i'm guessing like a, a generative adversarial network or some kind of like ai looked through all of his slogans and a bunch of people's twitter posts and made more of these and they are also dreadful, and there's no reason that it should have been done um, for the class of 2030. 
and and they're just just amazing um yeah how much do they just how pointless they are yeah i'm not sure looks like it sucks too exactly yeah his interviews are bad too oh oh we are at the beginning of our silks wow so so i mean he's what's what's interesting about this uh this partnership the only way to be real is to be alive sorry go on Mike. what's interesting about this partnership is he's like fully uh admitting that a fucking computer can do what he's doing yeah <laughs> like he's not making he's like, anything new or interesting or anything that's like outside the realm of like what can just be predicted through through like fucking google auto predict <laughs> right and, and, and the thing that's really uh awful about him and this is that like he is he is self-aware right yeah and these these are things that he he's making because they're lazy or because he's like actually very cynical but he refuses to admit his own cynicism kind of, of. No, no, no. where he, like in, in, in his writing is always that, like that ironic distance. That's, that's so ironic as to like, forget it's being ironic kind of thing. But, but he's also, I don't know, like he, he's what? the kind of guy that's going to like do this whole thing about phones bad. And then genuinely like, he'll do that from an ironic space and then be genuinely like, Oh God, phones bad. And then he's going to use that to make money off of phones being bad. And then off of phones also. It's just he's a mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but but I I would almost bet, and I've never watched an interview with him, so maybe you have. Uh mm, yeah. But I would almost bet that he would consider that his his artistic like credential, right? That that he's yeah. able to work in that space where, yeah, you know, I'm I'm criticizing uh you know the the rhetoric or the the talking points from the talking kind, points kind of inside yeah. of the talking it's, points sort of shit yeah it's it's really it's yeah the qr code stuff God, awful that fucking shirt yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean his he's both as ironic and cynical as as you're saying and somehow less so because you you always still get this in the sense that he he still believes everything that he's doing of course in this yeah it's but then also that he like he has that weird generation x yeah but it doesn't really matter man kind of like of course, distance yeah, yeah. from his own work and it's just it's yeah it's all very bad um, oh, great but that's all i got about this guy yeah, he got, sucks uh, uh i got one more link for us all right the amazon one yeah yeah um also uh thought slime did a video on uh not on him but on uh the that article as well okay. uh, if you should, should check it out it's a different very different from what we kind of went over but uh, he just shits on elon musk for a while which is good always a good time <laughs> uh so this is uh from from bloomberg's opinion or it might have i think i've seen this in a couple of publications uh, but the headline reads, uh, Amazon's Incredible. new factory towns will lift the working class. Incredible. Plentiful new Incredible. jobs at higher wages and places with cheaper housing sounds like a solution to inequality. That's because so Because the solution to inequality, the, the solution to inequality, and we're just going to take this like right at the fucking like sub subheader there. The solution to inequality is forcing people to live in a place where they're like completely adjacent to work 
and their entire life is probably ruled over their workplace because not only are they working for this company, but they're living in this company's uh, uh, building, their barracks, whatever the, you want to fucking call the, the, it. The, the, the station, the gas stations and grocery stores are all owned by they're the company. All, by the, all of your money is, is reciprocal through this entire. It, it's just like, you know, I, I am earnestly working on a video. And the first video I decided I'm going to work on, I, I gave up on the uh the George Orwell stuff because it's not as interesting as I wanted it, it to be. It sounds Orwellian. Um, but the first one I am working on is about how uh, big box stores like uh, like Walmart or whatever, whenever they enter a community, what they do is they kill all the local businesses, give people a bunch of shitty wage slave jobs, like actual wage slavery I know it's like a tired trope, but it's actual wage slavery. And then what they do is they offer mild discounts to in-store purchases to these employees. So they're actually paying these people even less because they're getting that return to them because these people are buying Mm -hmm. necessary items like groceries. This is just a more extremized version of it where uh, I'm sorry, this is not a solution to inequality, obviously, duh, because... Uh, the the problem with inequality is Jeff Bezos can buy twenty fucking fucking goddamn huge yachts, and yeah. and I can't. His workers can't. Uh, they have to live in the Amazon fucking box that they give them now is is the proposed solution, and they have to buy everything from the Amazon store and the Amazon gas station and the Amazon car or whatever. Like, it, no, that's not fucking brainworms, man. Right. And on top of this, I mean, the, the most simple way to kind of uh, deflate this whole thing is simply uh, we fucking tried this before. Yeah, no, company tax. With company tax. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, all they did is the, change <laughs> one fucking word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And factory town sounds worse than company town. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> like, the town is the factory, like, as opposed <laughs> to like, oh, yeah, we're all in a company here. <laughs> Well, at least like Amazon police will have an opportunity to like check up on you. I I swear to God, if I see one Amazon police officer, I will fucking kill them without a second's hesitation. (laughs) Swear to God. Swear to fucking. Can we scroll down a little bit? I want to see some of this. I I didn't actually read this. I just, I just looked at the headline, the campaign against economic, the campaign. Yeah. Against economic equality, inequality has put a bullseye on cities. Local governments are encouraged to raise minimum wages, change their zoning laws, and build more housing, particularly in affluent communities that are squeezing out the lower class. But what if you shifted that focus to a different kind of community? Consider these burgeoning new places to be new new places strung along the interstate and other highways leading away from urban cores populated by warehouses and fulfillment centers that are being built to serve the needs of e-commerce customers. Let's call them factory towns. That sounds fucking horrible. Yeah. That just sounds bad. Yeah. Gross. These are these are places where working class jobs are being created in large numbers and where wages are already rising. 
working poor class jobs. They're, are not being much in the, <laughs> yeah. They're not much in the spotlight yet, but making these modern day company towns more livable, more livable. <laughs> they don't class. start out as livable. You got you got 90 days until you're until your working or factory town accommodations become so, livable. So so let's let's run through a couple of scenarios here. Uh, let's say you take a, a three-second extended piss break at your Amazon warehouse job, and now that directly correlates into whether or not uh, you're being kicked out of your fucking housing because your housing <laughs> is provided by your employer. And and I mean, it's already bad enough where like, yeah, your housing is provided by your employer because you live paycheck to paycheck right now. But it's even worse because you don't even have that like, I, like how would the eviction process work like i would assume that they're gonna have uh ridiculous like probably not even lease signings they'll just be like oh well here's your your room and uh if you part of part of your uh hiring contract yeah yeah, yeah. and so it's yeah. like oh well you you took the three second extended piss break and we've got to fire you uh because literally like uh, Not even fire, just dock you. Like I think, uh, some sure, loot for some out. I think you're being too uh, too hard on Amazon. They'd probably just you know charge your kid a bathroom <laughs> break yeah. or their, their toilet their toilets at home. They only get a certain amount of flushes, and they get charged <laughs> one when they take too long during yeah, the break. Hey, you uh, know, like, that's, that's more reasonable. <laughs> couldn't help but notice that you've been going through your Amazon toilet paper ration pretty quick there. <laughs> 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 you seem to be taking a lot of shit breaks on your uh your off time <laughs> oh, your, your 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 fucking scheduled drone drop off of toilet paper fucking is rescinded you know the amazon uh, meat paste uh is uh it, it helps with that um jesus man hell yeah I'll get, get you down uh, to three we, cheese. Can we scroll up and see who the author of this article is it's uh connor sen and he writes a bunch of other stupid bullshit um he wrote one about like just this kind of nasty piece about whether or not like men should stay with their kids or go back to the office. Uh, he writes a lot about like, yeah, Amazon, Walmart, labor and market wars. I haven't read this one, but yeah, he, he, he writes what you think he writes. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's a, he's a, I, I don't know, like to, did the CIA put a brain chip inside him or, or is it <laughs> earnestly like this? Like, how do you, how do you end up like that? How do you end up like know, De- but Douglas Copeland? And how do you yeah, end up like Connor Sin? I want them to kiss. What we ought to do in a just world, what we would do is we would put Just both of guess. these men in a ring with a Ugh. sharp stick between the two. Oh, Jesus Christ. He looks like he's and make too. them kiss. Yeah. yeah. With a sharp stick, we would make them kiss and then also fight Thank to you. the death and the oh. winner uh, actually just gets shot in the head immediately afterwards uh, because, because we want yeah. either of them, but we do want them to su- suffer and struggle. Yeah, the, the, these are the kind of solutions that, uh, you know, I think that society needs. Uh, well, cool. Oh, On yeah. that note. <laughs> I think so. Bye. <laughs> uh thank you for listening if you listen this far uh we love you please take your medicine take mine too and be sure to save some for your friends <laughs>